Blog Talk Radio. Grab my wheel. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and another week has come and gone. Uh, Another, what is it, 16, 17 days in a row where uh, gas prices continue to increase. And uh, I go to the store on a regular basis because I'm the one that does the shopping most of the time in our home. And uh, I see the faces of people, and um, there's no joy anymore. There's no, there's no happiness. There's no contentment. Uh, there, 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 there's a lot of people double-checking, uh, <laughs> doing double-takes at prices in stores. And um, I, I wish I could say, hey, we've hit bottom. It's all uphill from here. Uh, But unfortunately, we're not quite there yet. There's still a lot of pain for the general public. There's still a lot of pain for uh, everyone. And um, we we can find tertiary reasons for why things are happening. We can find tertiary reasons for why we're seeing what we're seeing. But as always, the main reason, the main culprit... Uh, for why we are in the shape that we're in is that we have turned our back on God. And uh, once a nation turns its back on God, even though, uh, and I've said this before, I've said it often enough or you should know by now, even if the most intelligent of people were uh, helming this particular ship, even if that most intelligent of persons was surrounded by other intelligent people, we'd still be in bad shape. Because once God removes blessing, uh, well, everything else just falls out of place, or into place, depending on how you look at it. So, um, and I know that some of you don't like this kind of talk, you don't want to, but, but you have to know what's coming, because if you know what's coming, look, uh, Try this out one day. If you have a child, I'm sure they'll be glad to help out. Uh, have them punch you in the stomach with your knowledge and then punch you in the stomach without your knowledge. And tell me which one you braced for better. Uh, my daughter, uh, the older one, Victoria, has a tendency of, of just coming and headbutting me and, and punching me out of nowhere. It's fun. I, I, I have a daughter that has very, uh, you know, <laughs> aggressive qualities, and I enjoy it immensely. But sometimes I see her coming out of the corner of my eye, and I can prepare myself. Now, I know that some of you who know me are already laughing. Yeah, Mike's tightening his abdominals. The abdominals that are there, you know, the ones that are in hiding, whatever you want to call them. But if you see it coming, you can kind of tighten up. doesn't hurt as bad. 
But when you get blindsided, that hurts. And right now, I'm trying to keep as many people as possible from getting blindsided as to what will happen shortly. We're not talking about what is happening anymore. We're talking about what will happen. I've been telling you for what? I don't know, a year now. And every time I, I talked about well, Brother Mike, I think you're being a bit hyperbolic. Uh, I don't think it'll get that bad. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. Uh, my, my wife's at work today. I've got the oldest one with me. So I didn't have time to do anything other than brew something hot and black. And uh, it, it, it tastes like sand. But hey, hopefully it'll wake me up enough. Uh, or at least give me a little bit of a boost because the weather in Wisconsin has been uh, just odd. Everything's odd. Every headline that I'm reading, I, I, I read a headline about an elephant who killed a woman in India and then came back to attack the corpse at the funeral. Now, what was it? Three, four days ago, we had a massive hailstorm in Wisconsin. There was a lot of damage in our area, roofs, cars. Uh, it, was, it was gnarly. I was out to dinner with my children, and the first wave went through, uh, and it sounded pretty, pretty bad. I'm like, all right, well, it's over. It's raining, but let's get in the car and get home. And then the second wave came through, and we just stopped and sat there as we were getting pounded by you know, almost golf ball size hail. A day and a half later, it's 101 degrees. Today, it's like 98 degrees. And it's not, it's not Las Vegas 98. It's not that dry heat. I like the dry heat. It's that humid heat. You know, you walk outside and you're clammy in the first five seconds. My joints are all out of whack because I got the arthritis. Uh, so anytime uh, humidity goes beyond a certain point, uh, I, just, it, it, I just feel icky. I guess that's the best way I can put it. I know a man like myself who has such a command of the English language should not use the word icky, but here I am using it. I'm feeling icky. So hopefully the coffee will help. But uh, a couple of reports came out recently. Uh, one of them was the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index. And then there was the PPI. I know, you're like, what are you talking about, Mike? This is beyond us. Well, the PPI is the Producer Price Index. So it's what producers, people who make the stuff, who build the stuff, who farm the stuff, who create the wholesalers, basically, they uh, have their own report. The consumer price index is what the inflation looks like uh, at the end of the line. When uh, you are the consumer, you are the final uh, purchaser of whatever the producers make. So tell me how this adds up. Because they're, they're saying, even though, like last time, they were aiming high, it, it, it blew their aims out of the water. 8.6% was the consumer price index. Uh, so riddle me this. I, I, I'm not good at math. I never have been. I mean, I, I can count to 10. 
I, you know, I have 10 fingers, so that's easy. Uh, I can make change in my head because I've been to numerous uh, coffee shops and stores where either the machine was broken or uh, the individual behind the counter was unable to work the device. And, uh, you know, that's 375. I give them a five. Uh, what are you, 125. Because that's what you get when you stay awake in math class in second grade. You're 18. You should know. Change you owe me. But that's beside the point. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Riddle me this. If the producer prices went up 10.8%, how was it that the consumer prices went, only went up 86 which is still horrendous? They were praying, hoping for an 8.3, 8.4. is a lot, let me tell you. However, if the producer index is up 10.8, how come the consumer is up only 8.6? But like Mr. Robinette Biden said, you got to give it to him. He says, you take away the fuel and you take away the food and there's no inflation. There's no increase in anything. So basically, if you stay home and starve, you are not affected by the price increases. If you stay home and starve, you're not noticing the inflation. If, however, you drive a vehicle, even if it's a moped, and you consume food, even if it's, I don't know, tofu, things that God did not mean for man to eat, like tofu, soy, kale, those things. God, God got bored. There was a field out there. Let there be kale. Nobody's going to bother with it. What did man do? Oh, this tastes bitter and gross. We should eat it. Because that's what man does. So if you take away food and fuel, hey, you're good. There's no inflation. But if you add those into the mix, you're hurting like everyone else. But, again, mathematically speaking, if the producer prices are up only 10.8%, I, I say only in just, of course, how can the consumer price index be up just 8.6? Because the cost does get passed on to the consumer. Nobody can produce something at a loss. It doesn't happen. You go out of business. If I make, I don't know, a lug nut for two cents, and I sell it to you for one cent. I'm not going to be in business very long. And so if the producer prices are up 10.8%, how much do you think the consumer prices are up really and realistically? So the idea here is this. Even as bad as they're admitting things are, things are actually worse let me repeat that for the kids sitting in the back room doing spitballs as bad as they are admitting that things are things are actually a lot worse uh by the way this is a recording i i apologize for not saying it at the beginning uh, 
This today is uh, what June fifteenth, the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. So we're recording this a day early. By the time you hear this, uh, the Fed will have come out with their little ditty, and uh, by all indicators, given that inflation is what it is, I'm thinking they're going to hike interest rates 0.75. By the way, six weeks ago, uh, when uh, Jerome Powell, uh, the man uh, who is as forward-thinking and intelligent as Janet Yellen herself, uh, when he was asked, is there any, uh, you know, on the horizon, is there any way that you'd be uh, upping interest rates by 0.75? That that's not even on the table. Maybe 0.50. And then they saw the CPI data last week, and now they're scrambling. So 75 basis points is expected. They may even go one full basis point. So, American Prophetic, let me tell y'all what's going to happen. I know I don't have pink hair, and uh, I'm not in the Beth Moore fan club, so why listen to me anyway? But just in case, you know, for giggles and the such, uh, if interest rates go up by 0.75 or 75 basis points, uh, home builders and anything having to do with real estate get slaughtered instantly. So if uh, you're looking to buy, I'd wait a minute. Uh, hold off for a few months. It'll be great. All the same property for half the money. It'll be amazing. Uh, that's home, home builders and anything having to do with real estate is the next thing to get butchered. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen the stock market? I know. Oh, well, you know, we're only down 40% since the beginning of the year. So uh, technically, uh, you weren't like, you know, you you said it would go down, but uh, it didn't go. Give it a minute. We're not. This isn't bottom. We're not even taking a breather. This isn't bottom. Expecting that if they say 0.75 or 75 basis points, uh, the stock market's going to flash crash again. It's going to dump. So. If home builders and real estate takes a dive, come August, September, you're going to have a lot of people getting foreclosed on, being underwater, walking away, sort of reminiscent of 2007, 2008. I don't know if y'all were around, but I was. And I saw how uh, desperate it got for a lot of people, and I saw how... uh, just unbelievably sad it was this is that on steroids uh it's it's the best way i can put it uh you're going to have financials uh banks lending institutions get slaughtered quickly after the, the the home builders and real estate does um and the one thing I've noticed, because I, you know, I look. That's, that's, that's the point of doing what I do. All you have to do is open your eyes and look. Uh, the layoffs have already started. And the funny thing is, the people that are getting laid off aren't plumbers or butchers or flooring people or people who 
uh, I don't know, do sidewalks. The people that are getting laid off uh, in, in very concerning numbers are the tech folk, the people who have no other skill than clinking away on a keyboard. Uh, there are companies that are rescinding accepted job offers. Crypto, uh, the, the thing that was supposed to transfer the wealth of the wicked to the, to the righteous. Remember that one? Uh, that's just taking a bath. It's not bottomed yet. It was at what, 20 this morning? It's back up to like 21 or something, uh, Bitcoin at least. Uh, that it's, it's taking a breather before the next dump. Cause if this thing goes under 20, you're going to have a lot of panic selling. Uh, and it may well hit 12, 15. Uh, so this is, I'm not, why do you keep talking about this stuff so much? Because I'm trying to open your eyes to the reality that every safety net that people had, every safety net that people took for granted, every safety net that people thought was there forever, like their 401k, like their retirement funds, like their IRAs, like whatever. I, I, I know people that are in their close to their 70s that have put off retiring because their retirement account was down by 60% in two months. So it's important to talk about this entire drama for you to understand where we are, where we're going, and why. We've never been as vulnerable as we are as a nation. No, I'm not going to talk about January 6th. That's, it's insane. It's dumb. It's foolish. Nobody's taking it seriously. The people putting on the show aren't taking it seriously. Uh, but what I want to talk about is, is uh, in continuation of last week's program, and again, I don't, I don't want to dash your hopes. That's not why I'm here. But, if your hope is unrealistic, if your hope is baseless, if I know that the thing that you're hoping will never materialize because the thing required for that thing to materialize isn't being done, then I'm going to have to say something about it because I'd rather you hate me and have a good head on your shoulders than you like me for not saying anything and and just have your hopes dashed upon the rock so uh how speaker nancy pelosi uh in between uh vodka martinis and uh painkillers went to some sort of drag show and actually said that drag queens are what America is all about. Uh, I, I, I thought America was all about God and country and patriotism and morality. Little did I know how Speaker Nancy Pelosi has set us straight. Indeed, drag queens, that is what America is all about. But hey, the phoenix shall rise it shall rise from among the ashes, and the phoenix shall soar. 
Pelosi, who represents the LGBT stronghold of San Francisco. By the way, have you seen the news stories coming out of San Francisco? If a city could represent a toilet, this would be a public toilet used by homeless people that had intestinal issues. It has gotten to the point that Even the most liberal of people are going, what is going on with this city? Every business is boarded up, and you have to hopscotch down the sidewalk to miss stepping in human feces. But yes, we're tolerant. Oh, and and there was that other bloated has-been who decided that, uh, uh, you know, to end the evening of a good family show, she'd uh, strap on a male phallus and... uh, Walk on stage with it. But yes, uh, morality is returning to America. Halla, hallelujah. Uh, we're, we're, what it, what's, what's, what's that old Marshall's Goods cliche that, that Beth Moore fans like to spit at each other? We're reclaiming the land. Yes, we are. We're going to be bold and reclaim the land. Halla, hallelujah. Just realize where we are. Because if you realize where you are, as a nation, then as a believer, you won't grow bitter towards God when judgment does descend. I'm just going to lay it out like that. Because that is my concern at this point. It's not rising phoenix. The the, the phoenix is dead. All right? The phoenix is being sodomized by a former pop star with a plastic phallus. There you go. That's the phoenix. So stop waiting for it to rise from the ashes. The only thing I'm preparing you for is for you not to get bitter towards God when he judges. Because you have to realize that judgment is deserved, period. Every single thing that will come down the pike, the heartbreaking stories, the heart-wrenching things, the people that you know or the people that know you know that they know or whatever that are going through just excruciating things, dying people, starving people. I, I was a friend of mine. Uh, he's like, I, I, I want to start a new business because he, he doesn't want to do what he does anymore. Well, if, if you want a business of the future, either suicide cleanup or repo, that's the business of the future in this nation, either repossessions or suicide cleanup. Those are the th- two things that are going to make millionaires. Honest as I can with you, because I can't, I can't stomach this anymore. This is, this is the nation... That was supposed to be the standard bearer of truth. This was the nation that was supposed to be the standard bearer of God. We are the light upon the hill. And the Speaker of the House says, well, America's all about drag queens, you know, bearded men in dresses, mentally ill individuals. Hey, hey, that's what we're all about. I can't. I'm not even I can't even read this. This is insane. This is this is the insanity that we've embraced and normalized because the church rather than standing up and going, "Hey, nay nay," are having their own drag week. We talked about it last time. But you know, leadership at least leadership is standing in the gap. I Look, I, I will take every single one of the cliches that I hear on just a daily basis coming out of the mouths of people that should know better. 
and I will eviscerate them every time because I've gotten to that point. Stop. Leadership isn't doing anything. The leaders of the Christian movement have failed. The Christian church in America has failed. We've fallen hook, line, and sinker for lies and deception. And the people that are supposed to be the bastions of righteousness seem to have more... Okay, perfect example. PCA pastor accused of sexually harassing churchgoers, but he's to be tried in uh, ecclesiastical high court. Um, I'm just reading headlines, and this is from the Christian Post. The megachurch, indeed, the megachurch, reveals that Broxy Cavey wasn't the only pastor involved in sexual misconduct. There are 38 cases. These are the people. These are the people leading the flock to green pastures and clean water. These are the people that are supposed to be standing in the gap and fighting evil every day. A pastor with the Presbyterian Church in America who filed a defamation lawsuit against a group of women who accused him of sexual harassment will have a case against him brought before the denomination's high court. Dan Haran, the founding pastor of Hope Presbyterian Church in Bloomington, Indiana, will have his case brought before the PCA Standing Judicial Commission, a church body comprised of 12 teaching elders and 12 ruling elders. Uh, there you go. See, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to do an internal audit and discover the culprit. Uh, um. Oh, Lord, give me strength. I, everywhere you turn, man, everywhere you turn, naked woman runs over Chicago police officer after stealing his vehicle. Burger King, have it your way. Headless body discovered in Burger King trash bin. Hey, at least they'll have a new commercial, won't they? Burger King. Burgers so good you'll lose your head over them. I know. See, that, that was horrible. But what am I supposed to do? if This is where we are. You look at the horror that is every day in this country and in this world, and you wonder how much longer... before judgment just for a second get get not serious because i i don't want to get serious see this is the thing we we've been talking about the idea of of food cost and food crisis and food shortages for a while and uh last monday uh, a few days ago uh I had a protracted phone conversation with a friend who used to be Amish, uh, decided he liked electricity just a little too much, so he just, uh, he, he's, well, he's not really Mennonite, but he's sort of Mennonite. I mean, he, he's just, you know, simple farmer, simple dress, cattleman, and uh, we were talking because he listens to the radio program, and uh, he calls and he says, 
You know that whole thing about $200 a pound chicken? Uh, let me tell you, you're not that far off. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, and he said, the cost of feed for his cattle has gone up almost five times in the last year. And those prices are not reflected in the current price of meat thus far. He said, what I'm paying for my feed is for the cattle that is yet to be butchered. But when I take it to be processed, when I take it to be butchered, and it, it, it finally goes up for sale, I'm going to have to factor in the increased price of feed. So increased fuel prices, increased food prices for the animals that we consume, that's a double whammy that we haven't really figured out yet. We think things are bad now. Uh, I, I was picking his brain. He goes, yeah, I'd expect about $25, $30 a pound chicken. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be 200 He goes, yeah, well, probably eventually. But this is where we are. And to pretend otherwise is to put yourself in danger. Ukrainian farmers fearing hell harvest amid ongoing invasion. The Ukrainian farmers are reportedly preparing for a hell harvest with physical and financial dangers predicted to prevent them from reaping, transporting, and selling their crops. So, American prophetic, we're going to go from price increases of food to food shortages. Listen to me. We're going to transition from things being overly expensive to there being nothing to buy no matter how much money you have to spend on them. This is why some months ago I said if you live in a major city, Good luck, God bless. I'm sad for you. But if you live in a community, uh, have a community plan together. Know who does what. Know who's willing to barter what for what. Because just getting worse. Things, there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There... Look, I, I understand that people in government are by and large, you know, uneducated and just lacking in basic intelligence. But even they are catching up to the reality that this is likely going to be a lot worse than just quote-unquote a recession. And the average citizen, the average American is not prepared psychologically, mentally. They are not prepared for that kind of change. Now, some time ago we also talked about crime and the fact that crime will continue to increase as 
the free money spigot gets turned off ever so slowly. As people transition from crimes of opportunity to crimes of necessity. But in New York, the NYPD just came out and said that car thefts have soared 51% this year alone. And in case you missed it, we're just in the middle of June. So Grand Larceny Auto surged from 3,587 incidents to 5,420 incidents between June 5th, 2021 and June 5th, 2022. So it's a 12-month thing. According to data recently published by the New York City Police Department. That category had one of the largest upticks during the most recent crime statistics report covering May 30th to June 5th. Grand larceny incidents spiked by 50.1%. Meanwhile, Overall transit crime surged by 53%. And with this kind of backdrop, with this going on, and it's not just New York. I promise you, every major city is seeing an uptick in crime. With that is the one thing that every politician has suddenly been focused on like a laser. You guessed it. Told you it was coming. Gun control. We, we, we need to take weapons from the law-abiding citizens because, well, they shouldn't have a way of defending themselves. I know that's not the way they put it, but that's what they mean. It's going to get markedly worse. And no matter, because I've been trying to, to, to sort of put into words what I see coming. And it's very hard to do. Because if I could articulate what I saw coming in the way that I'm seeing it, it would truly scare a lot of people. There is nothing that this administration can do to stop what is coming. I say this with a heavy heart because while everything is crashing down around them, they are focusing on either taking away people's rights to defend themselves or pushing transgenderism down the throats of prepubescent children. Tell me, that will bring us closer to God. How that will make us the rising phoenix that we know we can be 
Look, the devil has a plan. And he's executing on that plan. And the church, who ought to know the devil's plans and schemes and devices, the church who ought to know what it is the enemy has in store, is either distracted by something else or is unwilling to get in the fight for fear of I don't know what. What are you afraid of? If God is on your side, what are you afraid of? If God is on your side, why aren't you standing up for him? Because Apparently, the crazies have no problem talking about how they were born Bob, but now they're Karen, but they still have the body of Bob, but inside they feel like Karen, and eventually the inside will bleed into the outside, and they're going to carry a baby. I'm Bob, I'm Karen, formerly Bob, and I'm going to have me a baby. These people should be institutionalized. Tell me how, how, how that has become the norm. And as I am recording this, American Prophetic strikes again. This is breaking news as of the time of this recording. It won't be by the time you hear it, but uh, Uncle Mikey strikes again. And by the way, uh, Kentucky Fried Roadkill, sounding more appetizing with each passing day, isn't it? The Federal Reserve on Wednesday raised its benchmark interest rate target by three-quarters of a percentage point, the biggest increase since 1995. The Federal Open Market Committee, which sets interest rate policy, said its target rate for overnight interbank funding would rise from a range of 0.75% to 1% to 1.5% to 1.75%. In addition, the Fed said it would raise the rate it pays on reserve balances to 1.65%. Overall economic activity appears to have picked up after edging down in the first quarter. Job gains have been robust in recent months. And unemployment rates have remained low, the Fed said in a statement. Get ready for a tornado of pink slips in uh, the higher-paying tech uh, companies throughout everywhere. It's about to get to spicy because if they've increased the rates by 0.75%, uh, people being able to get home loans, no mas. I, what's, what are you going to pay? You're going to pay 8%? I know, I know. Some of you lived through the 80s. When I was paying 15%. Nobody's got the stomach for 15% on a mortgage anymore because the house isn't $35,000 like it was back when you bought it, Grandpa. Because I, I, I speak to my neighbors in the neighborhood I live in. The people that have been there for 30, 40 years, oh, we, we bought this house for $68,000. Well, congratulations. 
uh, two houses down from me, a house that honestly I wouldn't live in for fear of getting some sort of infection or staph infection or rabies or something. Somebody made an offer that was accepted with no contingencies for $400,000. That is nutter butter. That house isn't worth 185 on its best day. Somebody plopped down almost half a million dollars. And now interest rates, tick, 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 keep going up. So it's one thing to pay 14% on $68,000. It's quite another to pay 12% on $6.2 million or $2.4 million or 800000 So I understand where some of the old-timers are coming from. Oh, you don't know high interest. Well, when interest was high, prices were manageable. What? They were selling a garage, just a garage in San Francisco for like $1.8 million. To put it bluntly, Uh, We are uh, circling the drain, kids. As a nation, it's, uh, it's just a matter of time before something gives. Because at this juncture, we're not factoring in any external threats anymore. We're not factoring in the fact that we still have enemies as a nation. We're not factoring in that, you know, we're still the great Satan to a lot of people. Right now, apparently, uh, Il Jefe, Mr. Robinette Biden, is going to go to Saudi Arabia to try to get some oil from them. Because this is what stubborn fools do. They make a decision, i.e., we're going to shut down the pipeline. We don't need no pipeline. You know what? Ask Corn Pop if we need a pipeline. And then uh, Lamerd hits the fan, and 330 million people get sprayed with it. But rather than walk back the stupid and go, ah, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we should have left the pipeline open. He's trying to, he, he's going all the way to Saudi Arabia to try to get him to give us some cheap oil. Now, Saudi Arabia, being uh, bedfellows with uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, the Russians, uh, will likely extend a middle finger to Joe Robinette Biden and tell him to go pound sand. But, People like, uh, I don't know, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, a woman who would uh, have been a Rhodes Scholar, save for her lack of about 132 IQ points, urged Biden to be demanding and firm with Saudi Arabia and other nations that she deemed as oil-producing. Maybe, maybe... Try to scare the Saudis with the corn pop story. 
or try to get them to throw up when you, you know, regaling them with, I let little kids play with my leg hair in the pool. I don't know. There's a couple of stories that he can pull from the old, uh, you know, memory bin and just regale them. Maybe that'll seem uh, demanding and firm. Jackson Lee, who is a walking example of the fact that you don't need more than two IQ points to survive, said this. Well, I hope that part of the focus is the inability of the resistance of the overseas, not the overseas, but the oil-producing countries, excuse me, to really respond to this gas-driven inflation to a certain extent because food prices and other commodities that are needed by Americans are driven by transportation costs, are driven by fuel costs. I read it verbatim. Yes, she is that dumb. And that's where we are. This would have happened if any other president would have been in place. No. Lie. Lie, 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 lie. It would not have happened if any other president would have been in place because another president wouldn't have shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Huh? What do you mean? Well, we stopped producing our own oil. We were net exporters of oil, what, a year and a half ago? And then a man in adult diapers that has fantasies of standing up to corn pop came out and said, no more. Nope. Where's my ice cream and my pudding? No more. So uh, Representative Jackson Lee, you are dumb. And you're a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. It would not have happened with any other president. It's happening with this president, because this president just reads whatever he's given to read, and the people pulling the strings of his full diaper don't like the oil industry, and they don't like American oil, and here we are. And to think that I got nasty emails for saying that gas was going to hit 7 bucks a gallon. Remember the good old days, eight months, a year ago? Dude, gas is going to be ten, seven bucks a gallon. That's never going to happen, man. We're America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Apparently, uh, the epicenter of the drag movement as well. Uh, but, indeed, uh, $7 is something that the Californians would... Uh, Revel in at this point, because there's places where it's 10. Remember when I told you that gas stations were uh, reworking their systems to, have, uh, to be able to double-digit you? Well, some places are getting double-digited. <sighs> and, of course, uh, Ms. Jackson Lee continued her oratory, reminiscent of... Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln, and said, here we are. In a situation where inflation is unacceptable, we realize that. We're working real hard to deal with it. The supply chain. Madam, it's not the supply chain. You're retarded. All of that 
got disrupted with a pandemic. No, it got disrupted because y'all shut down the country. And I blame the previous administration just as much as this administration because that little hook-nosed rat think that, that made your life miserable for two years should have been thrown off a roof after the first six weeks. That's not very loving, Brother Mike. I'm, I, I was with you all, in, uh, all up until uh, you, you, you spoke ill of Il Dottore Fauci. He's still going around saying we should have mandates and be shut down. Can you imagine a, a man who, who, who lived in a lab all his life, finally in the spotlight? Nobody would want to give that up. Go back to your cellar, dwarf. Go back to... Nobody knowing who you are. Nay, nay. <laughs> what was the last thing I read? I think I read it somewhere. Uh, the, the World Health Organization wants to rename the monkeypox uh, in hopes of removing the stigma And the racism, this, is, this has been one of those weeks where you're just scratching your head going, are people really this dumb? Are, 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 are people really this out of touch? So yes, the WHO has indeed decided to officially rename the monkeypox to address concerns about the stigma and racism associated with the word. Monkeypox has thus far infected over 1,600 people. So we're, we're, we're getting all flustered over 1,600 people worldwide. Let that sink in. Now what they don't tell you is that apparently they're all homosexual, and of the African persuasion, I know. That's racist. Don't, don't quote facts to me. That's racist. So the Director General Tedros Gebrelelelelel announced on Tuesday that the organization will be working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of monkeypox virus and the disease it causes. No new name has yet been announced. Current WHO guidelines omit viruses from being named after animals in geographic regions. So, I'm, I'm not even going to. See, I, naughty. I, I had a good one, but no. I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. I can't. I, my energy is spent. Uh, because, oh man, it's just insane. Everything is insane. While food prices rise worldwide, reflecting growing shortages, farmers in one of the world's largest food exporters are struggling to get their crops out of the country and into the hands of buyers with Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine endangering 
now both their lives and their livelihoods during this hell harvest season. Moscow has regularly been accused of by talking heads in the West of trying to manufacture a global food crisis by preventing crops from leaving Ukraine with tens of millions of tons of grain said to be stuck in the country. It will get worse before it gets better. And the only way that it'll get better is if it gets really bad. But yeah, here's the story. An investigation was opened once human remains were discovered Monday behind a Burger King restaurant in Macon, Georgia. A person walking through the wooded area noticed the body, then called 911 to alert officials. Meanwhile, authorities found no skull, and the coroner noted the bones and skin were all that remained of the corpse. Coroner Leon Jones and his staff believe it to be a homicide. No, it was (laughs) the man died of natural causes. He lost his head of natural causes nearly. Oh, but yeah, this is this is this is us, the nation of promise, the nation uh, for which our forefathers bled and died, the nation that, well, was uh, supposed to be the benchmark, the standard. That to which all other nations look. And, uh, well, if this is the best that humanity can be, then um, I don't have much hope for the future of humanity. So, yeah, 75 basis points. Uh, You just heard the death nail of the real estate market and home buyers. So if you had something to sell and didn't sell it, uh, well, you're out of luck now, kid. Should have sold when I told you. But, you know, nobody listens. That's the problem. Nobody listens. Uh, If we had, could you imagine, had we pulled a Nineveh back when people like David Lurkerson and others were walking around telling people to repent? Could you just imagine? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Until then, uh, go fill your gas tank today because tomorrow it will be more. God bless you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Gene, if you've got anything to say, it's yours. Hey, thank you, Mike. Uh, We are a city as well being inundated by perversion and they want to do March or uh, July 16th they want to have a drag show at our park in Watertown where Handy Help is headquartered so we have called for a 2000 voice march protest in our city um, from noon to five o'clock in the afternoon Riverside Park Watertown Wisconsin wherever you're at in the country you want to come and be part of that 
we would love to have you. So it will be uh, Saturday, July 16th from noon to 5 o'clock, the 2000 Voice March for Decency. Um, if you have any questions, just email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com. There has to be a pushback, and, and Mike is very, uh, you know, basically true in saying there's not much pushback in the U.S., and that's the failure of the church. This stuff's going on throughout our country, and there's no pushback against gay pride parades, gay pride proclamations, gay pride month. And we got to, as Christians, defend the faith, or will it just falter at our feet? Not the faith, but our Christian heritage in our country. Do we just let it get destroyed? Do we let a small percentage of people yell louder and be more vocal than us? I say that we should be the salt and the light and the Jehoshaphat of the day and the Naomi and the Esther of the day, the Davids of the day. And like Mike said, some of our leaders are in quagmires of sin and caught doing more worse things than others. And we wonder why we are just basically as a country headed towards the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah and it's coming. We deserve every bit of it, like Mike said. And so just keep us in prayer. We've got hopefully enough momentum in the area in Wisconsin to come to Watertown, Wisconsin, and say not in our town. We will defend the faith in this town. We have battled strip clubs. We have battled the desire to put those clubs in our town, and we've seen them closed down. We've seen taverns closed down that would try to put this garbage in our town. We have protested, battled it, prayed against it, spoke against it, went to meetings against it. And now we feel this event, July 16th, we have to put a line in the sand and say enough's enough. We will not allow this perversion to go unchallenged in our town. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all leaving.